everyone. Welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I am Zen. And I am Emily. So today we are going to talk about the Disney news that is on everyone's mind right now, the introduction of the free Disney Genie app feature, and the paid Disney or er, Disney Genie Plus and Lightning Lane optional features. That's right. As they say in Once Upon a Time, all magic comes with a price. And yes. the Disney parks are no exception. No, they're not. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so there's a lot of new stuff. Uh, so we'll take a quick break and then we'll get right into breaking down all those three terms and what they mean for your next Disney parks visit. When you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved... Certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Welcome back, everyone. Let's start with Disney Genie. So this will be a new free component to the Disneyland app and will incorporate many of the features we're already used to within the Disneyland app, like mobile ordering. The difference is Disney Genie will ask you to complete information about your preferences and interests, and then will compile a sample itinerary for your day that will include attractions to visit and recommended food locations. And within the schedule, you'll be able to see things like projected wait times and if an attraction has options for lower wait times, which we'll explain in a second. But this new service promise, promises, we'll see, <laughs> to maximize your time at the parks by taking the guesswork out of the day for you and allows you to change up suggested items on the fly. So get your wallets ready. <laughs> 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 it's time to talk about the paid perks. First of all, um, first up, Genie, Genie Plus. Think about this kind of like Disneyland's uh, Max Pass, but with two different price tags. For you in Florida, you get the introductory price of 15 bucks a person per day. And for those of us in California, because we've already had the Max Pass, they're going to give it to us for the special price of $5 more at $20 per person per day. <laughs> How kind. Um, how kind, considering that <laughs> our park is smaller. Right, um, yeah, right. So Makes we sense. had to pay more for less. Um, once you and your entire party have paid that, you get access to what essentially are the most uh, most of the former Fast Pass rides and use of the former Fast Pass lane. And there's no more free Fast Passes, just the paid Genie Plus versions with a new name, a Lightning Lane. Yeah. <laughs> um, that makes me feel so much better that they branded it. So right. just to recap, FastPass is dead, period, okay. gone, finite, you know. Uh, Lightning Lane is a new FastPass, but you only can access it if everyone in your group pays 20 bucks. Are you confused? Yes. But wait, there's more? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes. So just like MaxPass... Uh, Genie Plus will give you unlimited photo pass downloads for the day and you'll get access to special audio bites throughout the park. So whatever that means. But, and this is a big but, 
you won't get access to shorter lines for the most popular attractions at the parks, like Rise of the Resistance or Radiator Springs Racers. So for those, you will need to purchase a separate Lightning Lane Pass, and the prices for those will change depending on the attraction's popularity that day. Uh, so what? <laughs> it's like isn't so that fantastic? <laughs> isn't that so? Like we listened to you, and here's what we came up with. So. If you're at Disneyland during the busy holiday season and you really want to go on Rise, but you didn't get a boarding pass, now you get to pay for it. How much? We don't know. But <laughs> to give you some example, Disneyland Paris recently implemented this pay-per-ride system. And some days, Buzz Lightyear is so popular, it can cost 15 euro or about 17.55 US dollars per person for one ride. So, so imagine you're a family of four... Is 70 bucks. You might as well just bring the ticket books back. Right? That's what a lot of people oh, are saying. Yeah. <laughs> so the only difference is you can only buy two of these Lightning Lane individual passes per day. So even if you're a trillionaire and you come to Disneyland, you're like, I'm going to ride Rise of the Resistance all day long. You can't do that. So at least there's that, right? Yes. Well, at least there's that. <laughs> so let's discuss. How disgusted we are. <laughs> you know, it's... First of all, <laughs> Disney is not... I mean, Disney is a publicly owned company. They are trying... They're, bus, they're a business. They're trying to make money, and I understand. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time... Um, and um, for the first time that I've seen it really looks like the parks have become this kind of the has and the has nots, right? Yeah. So if you have, what, what they're trying to do is cater to the people who have money. If you go, hey, 15 bucks, not a big deal, or the fast pass, yeah, why not? They want those types of people who are willing to pay lots of money. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to pay lots of money, they don't care about your experience. Yeah. Or they don't care as much about your experience. So the thing is that people who have money get a better experience. People who have less money don't have as good of experience. And also the people who have not as good of a, an experience may not show up, which means the people who are willing to pay are having an even better experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it is what it is. I don't necessarily like it, but it just looks like this is the direction for the parks. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a luggage fee for oh, my yeah. luggage when I get on a plane. Like I had any option. Yeah. See, right. and that's the part that bothers me. It's like all of their marketing tries to frame this like, oh, we listened to you and now we're giving you options. It's going to make your day so much easier. And it's like, no, it's not. Now I have to keep looking at my phone and figuring out what I should be doing next or else, you know, grabbing a fast pass. I guess for people in Florida, you if you get the, the Genie Plus and if you are trying to make your first fast pass, you have to be on that at 7 a.m. For Disneyland, well, I guess you actually can you have to be in the park first to get your first lightning lane. But for well, Florida, 7 a.m., one of the things I was seeing, and I don't know exactly where they're getting this information, but like some of the th people were saying in the past, depending on the pass or whatever, mm -hmm. you can reserve your fast pass up to 60 days ahead. 
Yeah. Really? For Florida. They had the Fast oh. Pass Plus, I think it was called. So, like, if you're coming in at the last moment, the thing is, in theory, all the rides could be completely full right. before you walk through the door. Yeah. yeah. So, and then that's the other part is, you know, with this, Disney can also drive people from one area to another. It's like, oh, that area is way too busy. Mm-hmm. We have too many people there. We're going to close all the lines over there. And then what we'll do is like, you know what? Um, the only one that we have a, a genie pass for is um, Goofy Sky School, just yeah. to drive everyone back there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all we have right now. Okay, I guess we'll go there and drive people back there until the other parts of the park slow down, and then some of the other areas open up. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I it's, okay. <laughs> There's it's too much. <laughs> Um, and also I don't like it. <laughs> like when I was reading and speaking, explaining the genie, that free, um, I guess feature, how mm-hmm. they like create the itinerary for you in theory, like it sounds helpful also because I personally just like everything planned out, but then mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like actually being in the park and then having like you said jennifer like having to check your phone constantly like every ride like after you get off what am i supposed to be on next it's like yeah. it's a little bit too planned like in a not enjoyable way even though i like when i plan trips i like plan things generally like i'll plan like three hours for just like doing whatever in this area but i don't necessarily mm-hmm. do like from like one fifteen to like 135 we must be here and then at 135 and then like yeah. i don't plan it that seriously so the idea of disney doing like kind of influencing us to follow their schedule of course it's like a suggested schedule but but once you're like off then you're just like off yeah you know what I no mean? i think like, i don't the nail on the head <laughs> yeah. to me it's very much like influence you know like and I think for me, just even like the current Disneyland app, like um, I was mentioning this offline earlier, but the last time I was actually at Disneyland, I went for two seconds to downtown Disney to see if there was any, you know, early Halloween merchandise that showed up at World of Disney. And like I was there for maybe 20 minutes and then went straight back to Disneyland. And the next day I got a survey about how was your time at downtown Disney, blah, 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 blah. And I kept thinking okay, did I look at my Disneyland app? Oh, maybe I had it on during that time. That's a little strange that they knew that I was there and like, you know, so I feel like this is kind of more of that, like, Big you know, brother oh, is watching over tell you. us which those, rides do you like? What are you interested in? Blah, 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 blah. Like those this, darn marketers. It's very marketing. It's like thinly veiled <laughs> marketing to me. And maybe it's because we're in marketing that I see it that way. But it's like, yeah, you're just going to give like Disney a lot of great information that they can use. But at the same time, like they're trying to play it like oh yeah we're gonna make an itinerary based on you it's like are you really okay sure so i know maybe i'm like like, cool but also like cool but but do i want that (laughs) i don't know Uh, yeah especially for us locals where it's like we've been here so many times we know what to expect like i can see this being a really good thing for someone who you know is coming for the first time or hasn't been in a long time 
like great but like the majority of people who are going are probably have some idea already so this is kind of like uh, yeah i don't know i have a lot of feelings about this whole thing. i don't like well i don't like all of it but what i don't like the most i guess is like the surge pricing how yes. just depending like i know why why and then you're already paying however much for either like a day ticket or the pass and then on top of that you're paying so much more just to like go on rides that you want to go on mm-hmm. why disney yeah. why <laughs> I see a lot of people saying like, well, you know, Universal and Knott's, they do something similar, blah, blah, blah. But like, when you think about it, Knott's is like, I don't remember, it's like $55 or something to get into the park. And then if you want to do their, um, like, skip the line sort of deal, I think it's like $100 or something for the lanyard that gets you into the fast lane or whatever they call theirs. So it's like, when you think about it, one day at Knott's, you're spending maybe... It's, is it the magic band or is it that's what? Florida had magic bands. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's like one of those like show the thing and then. But it's like know, built in into the, the pass that you choose for that day. It's not like you continue to add on with each ride. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, I don't like that. And you know what they're going to start doing is they're going to have elitist magic bands. Yeah. So like this is going to be like the Gucci magic band and this will be the Hermes one. That has <laughs> right. Diamonds. So just to, to separate um, us us plebs from <laughs> it kind of feels like that. I mean, the great unwashed. It sort of started to feel like that, even as you've seen more VIP tours arise. Like I remember getting a survey from them a while ago, asking like, you know, have you heard of our VIP tours and are you interested in blah blah blah? And I was like, yeah, I've heard of them, but that's cool. I know where to go. I'm good. Thanks. I don't need to spend like thousands of dollars and. You know, now you see so many more VIP tours, it's kind of crazy, but I don't know. I'm always curious, though, Maybe like, where me. they take you on, or what a VIP tour is like. I don't think I'd ever pay for one, but, like, if it was free, I just want to know. <laughs> I want to be treated like a VIP. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I know, I the thing is that you get to go see some areas that you, people normally can't get to, at least in the Florida one, you know, like, for example. Cool areas? You know what? I, I I was trying to do it, and I was trying to find out what they did in Florida. But like, there's like in Florida, there's that one boat ride. It's kind of like um a small world, but they take you through a hydroponics station. Oh, and and they let you kind of see behind the scenes to the hydroponics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is a little bit above and beyond what the normal experience that people would get, and then a lot of history. So I mean, if just think if you're going on a Hollywood tour, right? You spend a hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the equivalent for if you're going to Disneyland. And so I think for a lot of people, the value there's, there is value to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So just be, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of funny to think I'm paying for a ticket and then I had to pay another $150 for someone to show me around and tell me about the history. Wouldn't they offer that for free? But <laughs> at the same time, you would pay, if you're in Hollywood, you would pay for that money to take a tour. So yeah. um, I'm I think a the bit Disneyland okay one is like, I, I know like there's some Disney YouTubers who've actually taken the tour and said like what the breakdown is. It's 
like it's obscene. It's like a thousand, like hundreds per hour or something. <sighs> I don't remember how much, but but I could see it. Like, let's say you know this is your once in a lifetime trip, and and you know you want to make the most of it. Absolutely. Like, if I ever get a chance to go to, you know, any of the Disney parks in Japan or something, then if they have a similar tour, then I would probably aim for that just to make sure I'm doing as much as I possibly can in the very limited time that I'm there. But, you know, I don't know why they would ask me who's going often and is local, like, hey, do you also want to take a tour? Because it's like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) I can look all this information up for free. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But... I don't know. I'm sorry. I think I'm a little salty just in general right now because the whole, like, it doesn't, okay, it doesn't even bother me that they came out with, like, the Genie, Genie Plus, and the Paid Fast Pass so much as the way that they're, they've been trying to market it just drives me nuts. Like, stop telling us that you listen to your fans and your super fans and you came up with this great idea and it's going to help us so much. Like, this doesn't help us at all. It helps you. We're not stupid. We remember what it was like to have FastPass for free. And, you know, this is none of that. So stop trying to make it something that it's not, you know? I don't know. I watched the 14-minute video and it just irritated me. (laughs) 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 Um, I, wait, I need clarification. Okay, so Genie Plus is the new edition or it's it's the max pass essentially and that's the one mm-hmm. where you have to pay $20 per person per day just to have access to like regular fast pass but if you want to fast pass these terms are what's what's confusing me because it's like the old and the new stuff but if you want to go on other rides that don't have fast pass then that's the lightning lane plus? So it's like, imagine, okay, imagine you're just going by yourself and you're just going to go to Disneyland. You would pay to get into Disneyland and then you would have to have the Disneyland app and then when you pay that $20, you get every ride that basically used to be Fast Pass except for the really, really big ones. So like, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, you have Genie Plus so you can get on Big Thunder with the old fast pass line. But then if you wanted to get on rise or radiator Springs, then you would have to pay whatever the going rate for it was. If you wanted to use fast pass lightning lane. Uh, yeah. So okay. let's say, let's say just for the sake of <laughs> argument that rise is like $25. So you pay to get into the park, you pay for genie plus to be able to do the other fast pass rides. And then you're like, I want to go on rise another $25 let's say it might actually end up being more than that who knows oh my god <laughs> for one person so imagine like if you have a family of four right. you're spending like I don't know what is that a lot of money so much more money Hmm. oh my god this is trending on reddit this sums <laughs> it up 
It's a planning tool for guests that uses logarithms to tell them what to do and when they should do things based on what they like. As far as passes before, people were able to get three fast passes for free to schedule 60 days out in advance. Now you have to pay an additional $15 per day for one fast pass at a time that you only get to schedule the day of now, but then you have to pay even more money if you want a fast pass for most of the popular rides. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a good summary. Yeah. When is this um, launching, I guess? Like, when does this go into effect? They haven't announced an official okay. date, but they keep saying fall. Okay. So, okay. so can I also say, <laughs> I don't know if you recall, but when they first designed Fast Passes, it actually was for two different things. Is It was, A, it improved your experience because who wants to stand in a line for an hour? You know, mm-hmm. it allows, right. but Disney found out when people aren't standing in lines, they got to do something and it increases their chances. Like, you know, like they might get on another ride. Sure. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they would come back to their ride 10 to 15 minutes early when their fast pass would open and hang out in the gift shops or to get a snack when their ride waiting for their fast pass to open. That's right. So they were actually generating happier customers, generating more revenue. Mm-hmm. But now they're asking us to pay for the ability to be a happier customer and for them to generate more revenue. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, the salt is real. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so many people say like, I'm canceling my vacation. I was on the fence about getting a pass. Now I'm not going to do it. Like, and in a way I kind of feel that way too. Like I'm still kind of on the fence as to whether or not I would get another pass. And if I did, it would not be the top of the line one again until but that's what they want. a little bit better. That's what they want. So that's fine. But at the same time, like I'm not going to be spending the same amount of money I used to spend in the parks. So suck it, Disney. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very salty. I need I need some water because the salt is just too much. I need to dilute it. <laughs> I'm just it's a bummer. It's like uh, you know, like I don't even hate Fast Pass at all. Like I know a lot of people said, yeah, but Fast Pass used to contribute to really long standby lines and blah blah blah. And it's like I get that, and at the same time, you know, if you use Fast Pass well enough, you don't really have to stand in too many long lines, like. I don't know. I maybe I was just too gung ho about it, but like I used to figure out when the next fast pass would be up and make sure I, you know, grab my next one. So I think at one point I used to have like three fast passes at a time ready to go by using Max Pass. You know? But Well, I, I always think- you you always get the fast pass for the ride that's you walk in or whatever and you when they had the paper ones. Yeah. You run to the place that had the longest line Yep. later mm-hmm. on in the day. And then you ran to the ride that's going to have the second longest line, and you stand in that line. Yeah. So you're actually standing in two lines at the same time. Yeah. You know, and then the second one opens up, you go, even if you're not going to get on that ride, you go get another fast pass, and then you get on the ride. So while you're on that ride, you're, you know, you're, the time you're ticking away on the next fast pass. Yeah, there was an art to it. Yeah, there's an yeah, it was an it was it was kind of fun. It was like a it was like a video game, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. So, um 
Anyways, but now it's all gone. Yeah. It's not you know what? Anymore. I'm just going to hire someone to stand in line for me. Oh, If there I have you that go. much money, I'm going to just hire someone to stand in line for me. That's you know, it. I know you're joking, but I wonder if people might do that. Like, hey, I have a pass. Would you like me to stand in line for you? And then I will be your human fast pass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my for gosh. $10, that's $5 less. That would be yeah. amazing. <laughs> Someone please do this. You, like, you heard this first <laughs> on Main Street UCI. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. That would be so funny. A business within like operating underground kind of thing. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. How much do you guys think like Rise of the Resistance? What do you think would be a good price for for that. Nothing. Now. I know. If you're, I Disney if, you're, <laughs> if you're Disney and you're like, hmm, how am I going to price this? Like, what would you price it at? $45. Ooh. I'm just kidding. But, okay, you know what? Here's the crazy thing, right? Let, let's say uh, Rise of Resistance is uh, um... It's about 15 minutes, as I recall. I think so, yeah. Okay, it's a 15-minute ride. And if you're paying $15, that's that's um, a dollar a minute, which comes mm-hmm. out to be $60 an hour. And $60 an hour, if you're making $60 an hour, that means that if you're doing that all the time, 40 hours a week, you're making $120,000 a year. Wow. You know, it's just like it's – you know, when you start thinking about it, once once you start paying, like, you know, let's say Little Mermaid, if you're paying more than a dollar a minute per for the ride, you're paying essentially $120,000. You need to make $120,000 a year to make the equivalent amount of money. Mm-hmm. And that's before the cost of getting into the park. Yeah. So ah. it's something to think about. Yes. You know, I, I guess, you know, I always think of things like movie theaters, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when, when I think of a movie theater right now, let's say I pay 20 bucks to go into a movie theater. So it's two hours of entertainment, 10 bucks for the for the ticket, 10 bucks for a very expensive bag of popcorn and maybe a drink, right? <laughs> right. So that comes to, that costs me $10 an hour to be there. You know, and it's like, okay, $10 an hour for entertainment. That's pretty, that's okay. You know, and yeah. I still think it's kind of expensive, but that's okay. Um, but, you know, when you start thinking Disneyland at $100 an hour, <laughs> if you're going to be there for 10 hours, you're already at oh $10 an hour. I'm mm-hmm. still okay with that. Yeah. Right? Because it's 100 bucks to walk through the gates, 10 bucks an hour, but you have to mm-hmm. stay for 10 hours. And then they want to start, at, like, let's say you go on 10 rides. That's when it starts to get a little bit expensive. Mm-hmm. It's just the poor, poor Zen. You know, I'm just not um, a one percenter, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, man. I mean, even too, like when you think about how much their food costs for what quality you're getting, and just it all adds up. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, I don't know. I, to be honest, I feel like. 
enough people do not like this change that I wouldn't, I don't really see it sticking around for years and years to come like FastPass did. I don't know how long it's going to stick around, but like, I mean, already when you, I guess when you look at the um, videos on YouTube from the official Disney Parks YouTube channel, Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of dislikes are amazing. I was watching it this morning, and I think the 14-minute video explanation of uh, Genie, Genie Plus, etc. had like 5.9 thousand dislikes and 1.2 thousand likes. I think it was somewhere around there. So that's insane. So go, so everyone right now, if, if you're listening, while you're listening to our podcast, pull up your iPhone or whatever, go to YouTube and also hit dislike for us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. But like I said, like for me, it's, it's more insulting than this new change is just the way that they've been trying to frame it. Like this is somehow going to be beneficial for us. And it's just like, Do you, don't lie, please. You know <laughs> what the idiots. funniest thing is? I think we've been doing, we've been actually, geez, I don't know if you guys, ladies know, we're around one episode 195. I think today is wow. 195. <laughs> 195. Holy smokes. And I think this is probably the, the, the most negative we've ever been. I think so too. And I hate it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a big change uh, and such a like why <laughs> I like it it puts so much not for the people who are like us like locals I mean we've talked about this earlier but like we don't necessarily plan when we go we just go mm-hmm. and versus people who are coming here for vacation they've gone through so much planning that Disney is making the plan even more yeah, and then they're making us plan like locals plan. Why do we all need to? I just want to go and like feel the magic and enjoy my time without, like, on my time, you know, <laughs> like exactly. not a Disneyland's forced schedule on me. Yeah, jeez. And that was one thing they did mention. Like, you know, you don't have to use these features. You can use all or none. Blah blah blah. And it's like <laughs> that's great, but still. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but still, like, hmm. Yeah, I I don't know what to say. <laughs> They're gonna have to yeah. start turning off the comments. I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would not be. Surprised. It's it's pretty interesting. Like if you look at those comments, there's a lot of saltier people than we are. Even you know. Uh. So, I don't know. I I want to believe that this is kind of a big push for them to recoup costs from the pandemic and to, like, you know, grab as much money as they can. And then maybe eventually this would go away. But mm-hmm. maybe I'm being too optimistic because a lot of people keep telling me, like, no, once they know it works, they're going to keep it, which may be true. So. Yeah, I, I feel know. like I hope they, it's going to go live and then people are going to be resistant, obviously, for obvious reasons. But then they're just going to be like, they're going to succumb and they're going to have to use a system. And mm-hmm. then it'll just become like the norm. And then Disney will be like, haha, we will keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Simply. 
The thing I'm wondering is, okay, so our Max Pass started off at $10. Additional $10 to whatever your ticket cost. So that was fine. 15 we were all kind of like, uh, that's a little bit much, but okay. And then 20 was like, all right, well, now you've doubled it. That's cool. So I wonder if it's, like, how quickly is that cost going to rise, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just one of those things where, yeah. It, it's just, and especially if you're, like, a family of four, a family mm-hmm. of six. Think a family of four per day. Let's let's say I go to Disneyland for five days in a row. Family of four, that's um, extra $80 per day. And then $80 per day times five, we're looking at $400 extra. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just cost prohibitive. It's just cost prohibitive. Yeah. Let me see here. I'm doing, I'm crunching some numbers. Let's say you get a park hopper at $209 times four is, whoop, my calculator's not working, times four, thank you. So that's $836, right? Right there. Then you're going to add on 80 bucks for the Genie Plus. That's almost a thousand dollars. Oh wait, and parking. I forgot parking. Parking. Plus twenty-five equals nine hundred forty-one. And you haven't even eaten yet. <laughs> oh, man. So You know, it, it's funny because uh and, and how is that how long, Jennifer? That's for one day for a park hopper day for four people. You know, uh the last time I went to France and London, my wife, daughter, and I, it cost us, I think it was 5000 bucks, wow. round trips, hotels, um, not meals, but like mm-hmm. 5000 bucks for, uh, it was not quite, it was something like 11 days. Mm-hmm. 11 days. 11 days. Good grief yeah. versus you know, so one I, day at almost 1000 already. <laughs> oh yeah. God. So, like, I mean, if it was 11 days at Disneyland, I mean, $11,000. I could go to France for half right? of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, go, and go to their Disneyland. Yeah. And they don't have to pay for the, <laughs> for the genie system. Oh, I don't know. Goodness. Yeah. That's when you put it like that, it makes me yeah. even more frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> And I wasn't going necessarily the cheapest. Ra- I mean, there was. I mean, I found a travel agency that did things um, inexpensively. We we lived in local hotels, mm-hmm. and you know, and and the thing is, sometimes the flights weren't always convenient. But overall, it was a very very good experience. Right. You know, that included um, the plane trip to uh, to London, and then another train from London to France, and then from France back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. It, so the thing is, it wasn't the cheapest. It wasn't like I was staying in hostels, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you're going to Disneyland, I mean, geez, think about if you had to pay, what's the hotel cost? Oh, my gosh. I, I think they're like 800 a night or something like wow. that. Wow. No yeah. yeah. The really? one time I stayed, my husband and I stayed at the Grand Californian for one night for our uh, one-year wedding anniversary. And because we were like, we've always wanted to try this, but we've Me always too. been local enough that it's like, mm, can mm-hmm. we really justify it? So we were like, we're going to do it. And I think back then it was like 400 something per night. So now like 
almost 10 years later, it's like double that. It's just, ugh. I say it to Sheridan up the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And That's actually, you, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. The thing is, and the great thing about the Sheridan across the street, it's, it's, um, across the street from, uh, is it the Mickey and Friends parking lot or the toys store, toy oh. story parking lot? So oh, we just yeah. walk across the street and then jump Perfect. on the shuttle there. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. That's the way to do system. it. Yeah. And yeah. I live local. So we just like, Oh, it, it, I tell you what, it is a different experience. If you can stay at a hotel adjacent to the property or mm-hmm. on the property, because it's just like you wake up, you don't have to get up in that couple hours early, you know, whatever. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess like even I've heard that people in Florida are now even canceling their stays at Disneyland hotels, because I guess unless you have the deluxe hotels there's certain perks that are no longer available. So like I've seen so many comments where it's just like, look, first you took away our perks for staying on Disney properties and now you're doing this to us. Like, why am I going to keep coming back? I'm going to go have a Universal Studios vacation instead mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how many people are like all right i'm done with disney let's go to universal let's go to knots let's go wherever else you know or Legoland. how many people stay who cave yeah. i know i wonder so i mean for me i could see getting genie plus if i like let's say i was gonna go with people that were visiting and had never been before and you know how do you maximize their time then yeah i can definitely see that but you know otherwise like i am fine standing in line like i that's when i look at my phone and i look at the photos i've taken of the myriad of places around disneyland and i go okay i need to delete some of these because thousands (laughs) of photos is a bad thing (laughs) so it's still time well spent but it's not spent shopping and giving them even more of my money because that's going to end. Disney. Grr. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> okay, I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> Cathartic, is it? Did you get it all out now? Yes. We could, we could, we we could have our normal jolly Jennifer back. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Like I said, it's it's the marketing that is irritating me the most. Like, like I dare you, watch that 14-minute video and see if you can come away with it without being like, what the heck did I just watch? You are full of lies. How can you say with a straight face that this is a better system for me? <sighs> yes. Oh, and it also has, it also features a Zoom call that is the most scripted thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. (laughs) Get some popcorn. Go watch it and see what you think. (sighs) Okay. I promise I'm done. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes. I think so. Okay. Uh, Okay. I do have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Or I have a suggestion. Let's 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 leave on a good note. Okay. Yes. So um I, I gotta say the good note that I have is um we couldn't make this a full episode anyways. But did you two watch What If? 
No, yes! not yet, but it looks oh, good. Jeez, we can't first, talk about it, Jennifer. The first oh. episode. I'm sorry. You know what I watched and said? I watched Togo, which is, it came out like in 2019, and apparently I didn't know anything about it. But I don't know what that is, actually. What? What did you watch? It's, Togo? It's the story of the, uh, was it 19, early 1920s, mid 1920s, uh, sled dog relay in Alaska when they were trying to get this <sighs> serum from one part to, um, I think it's, no, Alaska? I forget now. I just watched the movie and I totally <laughs> forgot. But basically, a lot of poor little kids came down with diphtheria and so they needed this life's, life-saving serum. And so, like, it's the story of how these sled dogs and these mushers brought that serum over. And it's just like, oh, my God. Amazing. Was it good? It was very good. But if you love dogs, you may end up crying. But (gasps) no dogs die. Okay. I want to emphasize that. No dogs die. Okay. Because I want to show this to my wife and kid. But if a dog dies, we can't do it. Right. I looked it up. I spoiled it for myself because I need to know ahead of time because I'm not watching anything. And my husband loves dogs, so like absolutely not for him. So So old yeller completely out. No old yeller, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never. So yeah. That one I recommend. But I need to I need to watch what if because it looks really good. Okay. I tell you what, the first one uh-huh. is so good, and we'll just leave it at that. Who who is it with? It's the Haley Atwell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. So it's the what if, and I can say because it won't spoil the story. What if Haley Agent Carter became cap up uh, of the first Avenger? She becomes an Avenger. Yeah. Nice. Anything beyond that? So okay, I will. I need to watch that. Have but a it list. was so good. It so was amazing good. how much how much story they told in such a short amount of time. Like it was just Ooh. really yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, and the other part was what was really neat is that they got the majority of the actors from the movies to reprise their roles. Mm-hmm. Nice. So um Haley Atwell I'm certain that that was Chris Evans, wasn't it? No, it was not. I looked it up because I was like, is this him? It was not. It sounded like him. I know. It was like 50-50. I was like, some parts it sounded like him and other parts I was like, is that really him? So I had to look it up and it's someone else. And they, they, um, um, they, they name him as, as young or like, I think it was, it's called, he's called like young, um, Steve Rogers rather than like, I don't know. Like, so it's oh. kind of a distinction. So maybe if there's a what if episode with, I guess, the Chris Evans Captain America that, that we know, mm. if maybe he'll come back in like a different episode. I don't know. But yeah, that was interesting to me because it sounded like so much like him, but also didn't. And yeah. it was not him. I was, was it really someone impressed. who's related, maybe? I don't think so. I feel like his name was Rob. Don't know his last name. <laughs> Let me look it up. <laughs> Huh. And, I know that's what they do for uh, Tom Hanks. It's right. actually his brother that does a lot of Woody oh, and that's stuff like right. that. I yeah. forgot about that. Like in Kingdom Hearts, it's actually his brother doing the voice. Okay. Oh, sorry. His name is not Rob. I don't know where I got Rob from. His name is <laughs> His name is Josh. You know who else was it? Um, not, in, not, in, not Mark Strong. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a reference to Stanley Tucci. Oh. Emily always gets Stanley Tucci and Mark Strong. That's right. I do. I do. That's a great second. But yeah, so the voice of it's actually not young Steve Rogers, they call him skinny Steve Rogers, is a oh, guy okay. named Josh Keaton. Who oh, why is that name so familiar? Uh, what do we know? I, I personally don't know him in much. He does a lot okay. of voice acting. Once again, if that was not Chris Evans, I am shocked because that the act the, the voice actor did such an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, just the inflection and the tone of his voice, I I was mistaken. Wow, so, he did a great Pretty job. Good. Yeah, so. he does a ton of voice acting, actually. Um, I don't recognize anything, but it's a lot of, like, TV show and video game stuff, hmm, which okay. makes sense because voice acting, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was good. Highly, I, I highly recommend. And then the second episode is out, and it's, uh, what if... T'Challa became Star Lord. Is that what it was? Was that released? Oh. When was that released? I think, Are they releasing Wednesday or Friday? I don't know. I just happened to go on Disney Plus, and it was like new episode. <laughs> so I don't know what day it was actually released. Um, so, but yeah, second right, episode. I've got two to catch up. <laughs> yeah, second episode okay. to talk T'Challa instead of Peter Quill. Um, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yes, very cool. Is that one? Does that one have um um? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. The actual actor voicing him, or is that someone else? The one who did T'Challa. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is. I just I (gasps) I have it pulled up on IMDb. So yeah, it says Star Lord slash T'Challa voice act or voiced by Chadwick Boseman. Okay, good. So that's really Yay. Cool. Yay. I thought I heard, I read something where it was like that was one of his last things or something. Oh, that's but... amazing. Okay, good. That's great. So. Yay. Oh, it's going to be sad though to hear this voice. Okay, well, see, I, I feel much better now. Yeah. You know, like, because I, I, I cannot let this podcast end on like a sour note. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> a, a spoonful of sugar. Yes, With all exactly. that salt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then that does it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging in there through all of our <laughs> saltiness. And be sure to check out our previous non-salty episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. And if you have any questions or a request, send us a message on social media. You can find us at Main Street UCI. We always like to hear from you. Thanks again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. You can find their career boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. And with that, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.